Welcome, 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 welcome everybody into the the new Bell Ringer podcast presented to you by Sixers Wire over at USA Today Sports Media Group. I am your host, Kai Carlin, editor of the Sixers Wire site. With me, I have my man Cameron Fields with me. What's up, Cam? Hey, how you doing, Kai? How you doing in a quarantine and social distance season? Man, I, I hate this. I, I'm not going to lie with you. I'm losing it. I'm, I'm, I'm resorting to playing NBA 2K12. <laughs> 12. The first, like the first one with uh, classic teams. <laughs> yes, yes, dude. It's bad. It's so bad. I'm losing it. Uh, we're about <laughs> five days into the NBA suspension, which is probably going to be lasting until June at this point. And if, if it goes past June, I'm going to lose it. I mean, to be honest with you, if it gets to May, I might just lose it. I mean, like, I, I can't live yeah. without basketball. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, anyway, yeah. th- this is a brand new podcast that we're setting up here on Sixers Wire. Uh, we hope to kind of update it, you know, as frequently as, as we can. You know, me and Cam, uh, we both got a, a lot of responsibilities and, and in between. But we're hoping to kind of keep this up, uh, keep up with this as much as we can. So we're going to kind of dive right into it. Um Cam, you, you kind of touched on it, kind of living that NBA reporter life and then all of a sudden having it taken away from you because we got to quarantine ourselves. Right. Um, I haven't gone fully deep into mine, but I, I want to ask you first, how fully are you kind of dealing with quarantine life right now? Uh, it's been terrible. Yeah, like I was already <laughs> I was already going nuts by like yesterday and like today I'm just like, all right, this is enough. <laughs> and uh but yeah i've been i mean if you haven't been following i'm um at cameron fields underscore on twitter and i've been doing like a couple 2k live streams uh of classic teams so that's what i've i've resorted to becoming a youtuber i've put it off long enough <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad oh man we're, we're, we're yeah. watching classic games on 2K. This is this is bad. Now, <laughs> now, quick question for you, Cam. What console do you have, my guy? I have a PlayStation 4. Uh, I've had it since the summer after my freshman year of college. Okay, so, so, you've, got a, so you've got a PlayStation 4. So, I mean, like, yeah. you know, like, like, like you're kind of up with the times and, and everything. Yeah. I'm sitting here with an Xbox 360. Oh boy! That I've had since uh, I want to say 2006. Oh, that's a gym. Yeah, that's so, antique. Yeah, it's 2020 now. So I've had this thing for a just a really, really long time. And I gotta tell you, Cam, during quarantine time, I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll finally go get that Xbox Live thing that everybody's trying to play. You know what? Maybe maybe now's the time I can finally <laughs> hop on the internet. So. I walk into GameStop yesterday. I walk into GameStop and I and I, I asked the cashier and I said, "Hey, is it worth it for me to get a wireless adapter for my Xbox 360? I'm just I'm looking for something during this quarantine time." This man straight up laughed at me. <laughs> they just, didn't. They didn't have it. No, he he yeah, they didn't have it. He laughed at me and he said, "You have a 360? You don't have anything else?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I said, "What's wrong with that?" Well, I, I, I was like, "I was like, what's up? What's wrong with this?" And he goes, "You do know that there's like all these next gen yeah. consoles out here. What are you doing, man?" <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, it's 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 bad. It's bad. I mean, I'm on. 
I'm on day really three of this. Really, yeah. Really, really me kind of like this quarantining and chilling out in the house because everything got shut down and, and, and stuff. Uh, man, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I've just been like watching all the basketball content I can find. Like, I've been watching basketball love story. I've been reading my basketball love story book. Uh, great documentary on um, HBO that was called Woman of Troy about Cheryl Miller and the USC Trojans and uh, their time went into championships back in the 80s. So that's good. That's a good documentary. I like that a lot. Oh, you, you know what? Speaking of documentaries, Cam, I, I feel like ESPN should come out with that Michael Jordan 10 part. Oh, series. yeah. Has I mean, you to. might you might as well do it now. Like we're all sitting here in the house with nothing to do. In June, when it's supposed to come out, the NBA is supposed to be back. Exactly. So by that point, yeah. we're all going to be like actually watching r- basketballs going on right now rather than watching the Michael Jordan thing. Right. Exactly. Might as well put it out now. And and you know what, man? I, I got to tell you, I haven't fired up 2K12 in, you know, eight years, right? It's been, it's been a long time. So I plug oh, it in. Boy. I plug it in. And I'm Did like, it work? Oh, it worked. It worked. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised. I was shocked. I, I was shocked myself that I even got it to work. But it works. And I go over to my my player mode. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, what team did I even play for in, in the 2K12 you know, version of this? And I'm leading the Charlotte Bobcats to the top seed in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> the Bobcats. <laughs> Not even a team anymore. <laughs> Oh man, real. not even in existence. <laughs> the Gerald Gerald Wallace. No, oh, no, we traded him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we traded him to Memphis to get Mike Conley. <laughs> oh my goodness, with the orange uniforms over here, Adam Morrison, Omeka Okafor. <laughs> Man, uh, uh, man. I'm, I'm on a team. I got Corey Maggetti on this team with me. <laughs> wow. But, hey, at least you got a bucket getter. I mean, hey, Corey Maggetti's averaging six points a game. I'm averaging 32. <laughs> Taking all the buckets away. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm a walking bucket, my guy. Taking I, all the points away. No. I mean, like, like listen, if you <laughs> grab the rebound. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm taking you know r.i.p to my to kobe bryant but i'm taking the kobe approach just grab the rebound i got you hey Yay. respect yeah. i mean listen you gotta do what you gotta do out here so what like what other i guess quarantine activities is, is there to do because uh, for the people who don't really watch really, tv yeah you know, exactly dude <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know what's on um for the people who don't know really what kind of me and Cam do, I, you know, I'm the beat writer for, you know, for our site, go for the Sixers, Cam's a contributor, but, or, but he also writes for the, uh, covers the Cleveland Cavaliers over for cleveland.com. So Cam, Cam's at, at NBA arenas and practices just as much as I am. And, and just like, I don't know about you, man, my man, but like, I'm going through withdrawals and we're not even a week into this thing. See with me, I'm going through withdrawals, but like, it's even worse because I can't go play basketball. Like, all uh, the gyms are closed. Oh. And, and it's like, dude. And I see, I, I would go, like, shoot on my hoop right now outside, but it's just, like, it's kind of cold. And I'm not trying to get sick again. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you know, so I was Man, under I, the weather last week. I feel that. I, I and mean, that's why I'm in quarantine right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, listen, you got to do what you got to do at that, at that point, man. I mean, like, I, I live, I, I live like in, you know, Atlantic City, New Jersey and things like that. So it, it's about 60 degrees here. So I kind of, you know, went outside, <laughs> shot some hoops for a little bit by myself. But then I look over, man, and I see these dudes playing five on five as if social distancing just isn't a thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't looked oh, at these dudes, man. and you, and you oh. know what, man? They invited me to play. They were like, hey, man, you trying to play? And I was like, no. Trying to run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were like, <laughs> they're like, yeah. They were like, hey, man, you trying to run? And I was like, I'll play twos, tops. <laughs> like, I'm not playing <laughs> well, I'm fives. not doing all that. <laughs> yeah. Like... That's supposed to be staying away. Exactly. Like, listen, I'll maybe play two on two tops during this time, but uh, I'm not I'm not playing five on five until this thing is over. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, I, so now now that that's over, we kind of talked about what the hell we're, we're trying to pass the time with. I'm, I'm, I mean, to be honest with you, the other day uh, I watched game three of the Heat and the Mavericks from 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I don't I don't know what possessed me to buy this when I was like I don't know I think I was like twenty, and and I had like money to burn, dude. And I was going on Amazon.com and trying to go on through stuff. Like, huh. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, the entire 2006 NBA Finals and Eastern Conference Finals on DVD, dude, give me that. Might <laughs> like, as well. And I just I bought it, and you know it's serving me well in a time like this, man. I'm not gonna lie with you. Hey, that was a good finals too. D Way broke onto the scene, got his first championship. So, I mean, listen, like, like, like that. That's when D Wade became Flash. I mean, yep. I mean he, he he was uh, he was absolutely incredible. And the thing is, though, a lot of people want to like take credit away from Wade for winning that series, though, because he had Shaq. That was his team, though. That was exactly. D Wade's team. And 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 let me ask you something, Cam. Do you know who was second on the Heat in scoring throughout that whole series? That series. Hmm. If you had to take it- a guess. It wasn't Shaq then? It wasn't Shaq. Huh. I'm going to say maybe not not Jason Williams. No, not Jason Williams. Nah. Not, not Udonis Haslam? It wasn't UD. Hmm. I, can, I don't know. Antoine Walker. Oh, I, oh yeah. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> him being on that team. Yeah. Yeah, Antoine Walker. He was Walker. on that team. He was. He was. He had the Walker wiggle. He had that whole thing thing rolling with him. He was a bucket. Walker was second on the Heat in scoring in that series. He averaged 13.8 points. Shaq averaged 13.7. And then Wade averaged 34.7 for the series. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shaq, that was Shaq's, like, last, like, true good year. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, he had, like, a good – Okay, run in Phoenix after they traded okay, to the Suns. It was all right. It was it, all right. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, Cam. The only thing I remember from Shaq's Phoenix Suns tenure is him uh, chasing a loose ball towards the bench, and the entire Suns bench just clears. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> That's the only thing I really remember from from Shaq's Phoenix Suns days. Oh man, like like look look at us. We're sitting here in quarantine talking about stuff that happened 12, 14 years ago. Oh, this is bad. I need hoops back, man. Oh, hey, history hoops is good too. History hoops is good, 
But you know what really bothered me on Twitter the other day, man? I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this tweet. I, I, if we're talking, we really need basketball back. If people are out here on Twitter, oh, talking, Rudy Gay, yeah, Rudy yeah. Gay, being one of the <laughs> coldest of the generation. Are you kidding me, Rudy Gay? <laughs> hey, no, but in fairness, he was he was like good. I mean, I but he, he was good, but he wasn't, yeah, like cold. He wasn't coldest of generation good, but he was, he was good though. He had some good years in Memphis. I mean, are we, are we going to, I mean, are we talking about the same dude who like would throw away box scores so nobody would look at his stat lines after games? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not going to go as far to say, yeah, coldest of generation, but he did have some pretty good years. All right, Cam. Well, I'll I'll give you that. I mean, like he, he even in Toronto, oh, he had some okay yeah. years with the Raptors. All right, and then Memphis. All right, wow, yeah. he's been in the league for fourteen years. He had good years with uh, both those teams. Yeah. Wow, he's been in the league for fourteen years. I didn't know it's been he's that just long. Been, it's just been buckets. Yeah, I mean, like I'm kind of looking at his career stat line, and I mean, like you know. Four and a half rebounds, or excuse me, 5.9 rebounds. All right, but 17.1 points, shooting 45.6% for his career. All right, I'll give him that. That's solid. But it's just been buckets. I mean, Rudy Gay and DeMar DeRozan point at each other like Spider Man meme on the Spurs. Oh my God. Did they play together in Toronto too? I'm not sure. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. I'm looking at Rudy Gay's uh, years, and he spent the 2012 13 season with Toronto after the trade. And then he spent 18 games with them in 2013, 14 before we traded to Sacramento. So yeah, they they yeah they played together in Toronto too. Okay. Oh man, like that 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 that's like we're talking about two of the most inefficient scores ever. <laughs> I mean, Demar Derozan thing is he had some good years in Toronto though. Oh, like, for sure. He, he had like really good years in Toronto. Of course, but like the boy, the the man could not make no three pointers. I, I I don't I don't understand like why he wouldn't take a three. You gotta adapt. He just never did. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was he was good. He was solid though. I mean, hopefully he can get back back on track. Speaking you know. of Demar Derozan, I believe he is a free agent this offseason. Am I wrong or am I right? Uh, I think I think you're all right on that. I'd have to double check, but I think he is. Uh, but I mean, when does I mean at this point, when does free agency even start? Like, I mean, I know, right? You know, know like know. everything's kind of like thrown out of whack. Like, I was wondering, I was like, when is the draft? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when is the draft coming in all of this? I have to be completely honest with you, Cam. This whole thing's messing up my my uh, vacation plans I had for September. Like, like I don't even know when when things are going to get back to normal. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of because if you really look at it, the NBA, if, if there is an Olympics, there's pro- the NBA players probably aren't going to participate. It's probably just going to be college players. Yeah. And then when is like wh- literally when is the draft? Like, like when is that happening? You know, I mean, I guess I guess <laughs> like I guess like could, could you have it in August? Like, could you have the draft in August? I mean, maybe you could do it. I don't know. Maybe you could have it in June, regardless. But I mean, we'll like we'll be we'll be done with all the social distancing in June. Like I, I don't I don't know. You know what's crazy to me is the NFL know. drafts still going to to be yeah. televised right in, in April. Right, they're just not having the public stuff. 
Yeah. And I mean, like, that that's fine and all, but, like, shouldn't you, like, maybe put that on hold? I don't know. Like, I don't uh, know. This whole thing's crazy. This whole thing is wild. I've never seen anything like it. Um, all right. So, DeMar DeRozan is a free agent uh, this offseason. So, c- considering that this podcast, you know, like, we want, we're going to be focusing on the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I believe DeRozan's name was, was kind of, was kind of, Thrown out there for Sixers fans. He wasn't really linked to them per se because, to be honest with you, he'd be a terrible fit at this point. Yeah, but, they don't. Yeah, no. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm trying to picture, like, DeRozan anywhere in today's NBA, man. And, like, I, I can't really, like, really see him fitting in today's game. He, he fits on San Antonio, like, in the grand scheme of things. It's just that, like, San Antonio has a bunch of, like, number three players. Yeah, they don't have a number one. They have a bunch of – they have a collection of, like, number three players. I mean, like, could, could you consider LaMarcus Aldridge maybe at least a number two? A at this two point? at this point. But, see, at the beginning, he at the beginning, he's a number one. For sure. But now he's a two. And it's like they don't have that guy anymore. Like, Tim Duncan – even though they had, like, a collection with Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony Parker – Tim Duncan was still the number one. Like, he, there was no debating that. Unquestioned, yeah. I mean, like, he – aside from, like, you know, the last championship, uh, you can make argument the last championship of 2014, he wasn't. But other than that, that was Tim Duncan's team. Yeah, and, and, and that's, like, kind of something a lot of people really are like, oh, it was Tony Parker's team. And it was like, no, 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 it wasn't. It was Tim. It was all Tim. Yeah. Um, it, and then – and then, as you mentioned, Cam, you look at the Spurs team, and it's kind of like you have DeRozan, you have Aldridge. They're maybe number twos, but neither of them are going to be number one guys who are going to, like, you know, like lift you to championships. Right. And then the rest of the roster, I like Lonnie Walker. Yeah, like Lonnie he's, Walker got, he's got some good potential. Yeah, right? Like, I like Lonnie Walker a lot. I like Bryn Forbes and Derek White, but none of those guys I just right. mentioned are going to lift you like anywhere. Like right. they're, they're good role players. And that's all they are. Right. For now at least, yeah. But like yeah. I'm trying to wonder like where DeRozan could go. Because according to this report by Jabari Young, who actually used to cover the Spurs full time, I believe now he's um he's like kind of focusing more on, on sports business now. But Jabari Young put something out. He said, I don't have to sugarcoat anything. DeMar DeRozan is not happy in San Antonio. The offense is not running smoothly as one should think with a guy like him in the lineup. There are problems. Yeah, they – yeah. I mean, when I saw them play against the Cavs in that, that that last home game the Cavs had before everything happened. Yeah. It was just like this team really i mean yeah they're still very you know very good cuz it's pop and very well coached and stuff like that but it wasn't the same spurs like you know it's not the the same sort of offense i mean it's kind of underestimated in a sense but tim duncan that kind of player is very important for that kind of offense because he was the hub of everything he you know, the offense ran through him. He could pass out of the post. And, you know, I mean, it's just a testament to how good he was and, like, how much, even though you have a system, the players that you have still make that system. Like, you can't just have average or, like, 
kind of good players and expect to win. No, for sure. And I feel like with Lamar, I feel like LaMarcus Aldridge is having another hell of a season. It's just like, they're asking him to do way too much at, at this point, at this stage. Of right. This yeah. This, yeah, this is the tail end. Yeah. This is the end. This nearing the end of it. So, and, and, and it's not like Aldridge <clears throat> can't ball anymore. Like this season, he's averaging right. 18, 18.9 points. He's averaging 7.4 boards. He's even shooting uh, 49% from the floor. And, you know, he's taking three threes a night. He's shooting them at 38.9% clip. But his scoring is down. He averaged 23.1 points two years ago. He averaged 21 last season. He's now averaging 18.9 this season. He can, I mean, so, he can score. Yes. I mean, hey. Yeah. That's been his thing. For sure. But, you know, like, 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 like as you mentioned, Cam, this is kind of like the tail end of LaMarcus Aldridge's career. And it's kind of at a point where, like, San Antonio really, really needs to find a new number one. And th- I know that I know they were expecting that out of Aldridge when they signed him four or five years ago, however long it was. But that, but it's not happening. His best years were in Portland, and nothing ever happened there. Yeah, I mean, like, could you imagine in Portland, like if they could, um, like if, if Aldridge and Damian Lillard could have worked something out? Yeah, nah, it it, it just wasn't going to work because Dame was ascending too much, and then Lamarcus Aldridge was still really good. That's fair, and like. I mean, it just wasn't going to work. That is fair. I'll give you that one. All right. I want to give you one more hypothetical real quick before we kind of dive into um, so some really some real Sixers talk here. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. It was a couple – I think it was last month. Um, ben Wallace, you know, the, he was talking about the, the 0-3 draft and Carmelo and, and uh, Darko and everything. Yeah. And Ben Wallace was on a podcast. I'm not sure which one. And Ben said, if I had to do it all over again, I would have definitely taken Darko again. Oh, my because... God. Wait, don't you mean uh, Dumars? No. The, no or... is... Well, w- which one are you talking about? And sorry, oh, you mean in the draft? None... Yeah, yeah. Like, like Dumars was the GM who took oh, Darko. Yeah. yeah. But, like, but like Ben was asked, like, hey, what was your thoughts on, you know, your team taking Darko over Mello, and Ben said, "If I had to do it over again, I would definitely take Darko. Not, not even going to second guess it." Oh my gosh! And you know his reasoning for it was because Carmelo would have came in and upset the chemistry and be like, "I'm a star," and the Pistons of those times weren't built on stars; they were built on you know playing defense and teamwork and everything else in between. And Ben also argued that they already had a small forward in Tayshawn Prince, so. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I mean, true, I think, but I mean, I, I think he's drunk. Like you take Carmelo any day of the week, but well, but, you could have moved Melo to the four. Like it's not like you couldn't have found a place for him, right? And at the time, they didn't have Rasheed Wallace yet. Like Darko was essentially a waste of a pick, of a high draft pick. Right. Right. And yeah. like, I mean, as, as a, as a, I grew up in Michigan, like during that whole entire run and, you know, they made the Eastern conference finals six years in a row. They made the finals twice and they only got one title. Right. So like, it's so, very, that's very like Celtics, like with the, 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 oh, wait, when, you know, the big three era, that's like, right. Almost the same thing. 
Right. Or even like just to compare it to another sport, the Atlanta Braves, they kept winning the NL East, but like they only won one title. Yeah. So it's, so it's like, you, you know, I, I get what Ben is saying. And sure, they won the title there in 2004. They beat the Hall of Fame Lakers. But you have to think that they would have won another title or two if they would have drafted Melo or, or Dwayne Wade or something. Yeah, they definitely, and then they could have been better served for after too, like for this, the future in general. Yeah, and then that's something that like a lot yeah. of people really just you know because they re- they flamed out pretty quick. Oh my god, dude! Tell yeah. me about it. They went from six straight conference finals to then they traded Billups for Allen Iverson. Yeah, and 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 I guess like that. I guess they tried to right their wrong of not getting a star back in two thousand and three. And Iverson just did not accept anything. And I think they went as, as the eighth seed that year and were swept by LeBron James and the Cavaliers in the first round. And then they spent all their money on Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva. Yeah. Gosh. They, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just when you have a high draft pick like that, you don't like, it's the same thing. It's similar with the Cavs and like Anthony Bennett. Like, oh man. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, is Anthony Bennett the worst number one pick of all time? I I feel like I mean, like there's just no excuse for that. Like it's not it's no debate. Like <laughs> you can't you can't even argue Kwame Brown because Kwame Brown actually had some serviceable years after the Wizards. Like he actually was okay. Yeah, yeah I will he say was, this. He was okay with the Lakers. Yeah, I will say this. Like, like if Kwame Brown wasn't drafted number one, like instead of he was drafted like where he should have been, around like ten or eleven or something, he would have had a pretty solid career. Yeah, and even I mean, you know, because yeah, like yeah, you can't. Mm. So I'm mm. on. I'm actually on Bleacher Report. I, I actually real quick googled like the top ten worst number one picks of all time, and Bleacher Report had uh, had they have Kwame Brown at number five. They have Kent Benson from 1977, ranked number four. Michael Oliver Candy, ranked oh, at number yeah. three. Yeah. Yep. I, I forgot about him. I can't lie. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, one right there. They have Greg Oden, ranked number see, two. Greg Oden is a special case for me because we never got to see. Yeah. You never got we – really, we really didn't get to see. So it's like, how can you know? Yeah, that's a shame. Because yeah. I mean, like when he when he in the in the few times that he was healthy, actually I'm gonna look this up real quick. The few times that Greg Oden was healthy, he was an okay basketball player. Yeah, it's I, like how can you know? Like uh, his 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 really his rookie season with Portland, he averaged nine point seven rebounds <laughs> and a block and a half. Yeah. So I mean, like, and and that's with him missing an entire season and. Had not really know what his role is there. And then the second year, he finally begins to get something going. He's averaging 11, 10, and 2.3 blocks. And then he gets hit with another injury. So, like you said, man, it's just, it's a shame. You never really knew. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up this podcast with some, finally, with some, like, some real Sixers talk here. I mean, like, now – because we're all quarantined and there's really nothing else to really do. Uh, there's a book out here called tanking to the top. 
and it was written by Bleacher Report's Yaron uh, Weitzman. And, and I really hope I'm saying his, his last name correctly. If I'm not Yaron, I apologize. You, you can tweet at me uh, next time. Ne- next time I see you. Um, but he's talking about Joel Embiid's draft process. He's kind of going really deep into, you know, the infamous process. And Joel Embiid had a workout with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I guess the cat, and I'm going to say this word for word. The Cavs moved Embiid to the mid range. His jumper was fluid and smooth. He finished the workout by stepping out behind the three point line. He splashes his first shot behind the arc and he turns to David Griffin and yells, How could you not draft me number one? Switches another. Look how good I am. You need me, Griff. Come on, Griff, draft me. I'm so good. I got to be number one. How can you not take me? Clear. Obviously, they didn't take him. Yeah. And B, and B got hit with a with a foot injury. It was diagnosed as a thin stress fracture in the middle of his right foot. That scared the Cavaliers, who then drafted Andrew Wiggins, traded him to Minnesota for Kevin Love, uh, in order to help LeBron James and the Cavs win a title in 2016. And Embiid is with the Philadelphia 76ers, and the rest is history. I, I, I got I to gotta say, man, the process, let's just the idea of it. Now, I only covered training camps of the process. Yeah. And I, I was around Sam Hinkie maybe three or four times total. My man, my man was a was was a was an evil mastermind. I'm just gonna put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hinkie never said a single word to nobody. He had no friends. All he cared about was trying to get the Sixers to like, like he's using math and trying to get them, you know, back to re- relevancy, really. Right. And. Even when he talked to the media, he he said very very little. Okay. And and it just it kind of I, I I was 19, 20, I was young. I didn't really know anything. But now that like I'm kind of 7 years down the line here, I kind of look back at Sam Hinkie and I'm like, "You are a sly devil, Sam Hinkie. You <laughs> you really knew what you were doing out here, my guy." <laughs> <laughs> And, and and if you're the Cavs, you know, I, I want to talk to you about this because, you know, you cover that you cover them, you know, mainly in a full time basis. If, if you're the Cavs, do you look back at 2014 or, and, and be like, damn, we should have drafted Joel or are you comfortable uh, with taking Wiggins, bringing love in, winning a title in 2016? I mean, the I, I can see it both ways because it's like. You you might alter the course of history if you're the Cavs. You might never have that title, uh, right? In 2016, because is because you know is if you draft Embiid right, and you and say you were like okay we got to get rid of because you're you're scared of the injuries and all that. Who else wants to take him on? So you know you let someone else take them on Sixers, you know, they drafted them and you just draft, you know, something like who Wiggins, you know, one of the other good guys at the top of that board, Wiggins, Jabari Parker, and indeed those were like the top three guys um, in that draft. So, so it's like, cause I don't, I don't mean if you, if you take them, I don't know if they would have gotten anyone to, 
partner with Trey Wise? Like, is it with the Timberwolves been like, yeah, we'll take Joel Embiid uh, for Kevin? I mean, you know what I mean? Because this, I mean, Kevin Love, you got to remember, Kevin Love was their franchise player. Yeah. And they were, I mean, they were already going to be in the tank. They were bad with Kevin Love. They were going to be really bad if they didn't get an available player in return. So at the very least, Wiggins was available. He was healthy. He could play. Fair enough. Because, I mean, you're looking at Minnesota and, and, you know, the Timberwolves probably wanted somebody who could play right away. Right. I mean, I feel like most teams in that position want that because it's like, you know what I mean? Do you really want to take on, especially with the big man, if a big man, you like big men, uh, you kind of want to be wary of like the foot in the back, back stuff. See, yeah, man. Um, especially the foot. Yeah. Like for the seven footers. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. You know? I, I mean, for, for obviously it, it worked out really for both, for both teams right. here. Because I mean, the, the Cavs got their title. You know, right. which is which will go down, in my opinion, as like one of the best titles we, we've ever seen coming back from three one. I don't care what anybody says about Draymond Green in Game Five. I don't care. <laughs> um, I, I I think the the most you know interesting thing for me though is kind of what you just mentioned. Do if they draft Embiid, they they send him to Minnesota for for love, and. And then obviously Minnesota has their big guy in Embiid. Do they Jeff Carl Towns? I, I, oh, that's I, I, that's a yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, because that's the that was the draft after, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right after. Yeah, right. Yeah, the year after. So yeah, good point. So, yeah, right. And, and and like the way I see it is, and and, and I love playing these hypothetical games, especially a time like now, considering we really have nothing else to talk about. And really nothing else to really entertain us. These hypotheticals are going to be kind of the most interesting things for like a while. And I'm trying to I, I, like I'm trying to envision Joel Embiid in like a Minnesota uniform. And it's weird. I, I, I you know what it's weird. I, I don't like it. <laughs> and to be honest yeah. with you, to be honest with you, Minnesota wastes like every single talent that they have. It's a shame. Yeah, they had a good deal of uh, big men come through there, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, KG, Kevin Love. Now they got Cat there, and, and they're wasting Cat. They're waste. They're wasting. But also, too, Cat is is unproven to me. Cat is not on the same level as AD was with the Pelicans, because at least AD was going to the playoffs. A little, like, yeah. occasionally. I mean, not every year, but, like, he made it to the playoffs a couple times. Yeah, Pe- Pelicans. Yeah. Pe- Pelicans actually swept Portland that one year, which was crazy to me. But, Cat, they went to the Timberwolves, if I'm not mistaken, they went that one year when Jimmy Butler was there, right? They did. They, they, had, they snuck in there. Yeah, they, like, they beat Denver on the very last day of the regular season to yeah. clinch the eighth seed. And then yeah. – lost to Houston in five games in the first round. Yeah. I mean, Cat, he's got he's got a lot to prove. I mean, he's he's a great player, good player. But can you lift your team? The difference between like a good player and like a, a all-star and a superstar 
a superstar lifts their team. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, you could make the case that the reason why Minnesota even made the playoffs that year was because of Jimmy Butler. I mean, yeah. I don't see yeah. them doing it otherwise, yeah. And, and and also, a lot of people forget Minnesota was like the four seed that year, and then Butler went down with an injury in March, <laughs> and he missed like two weeks, and Minnesota went from like the four seed all the way down to like nine, like, like yeah. without him. And then Butler returned, and they made it that last run to the playoffs. So, I mean, to good for them, it ended a 14-year playoff drought. I mean, before that, Minnesota had to make the playoffs in 2004. But Oof, yeah, yeah, it's been it's like. Could, could you could you name three other guys on that Timberwolves team from '04 other than Garnett? Was Sam Cassell on that team? Yeah, that was Sam Cassell. And then. Um... What, Wally Zerbiak? Was he on there? Okay, yeah, Wally came off the bench on that team. Wally Zerbiak, Sam Cassell, and then uh, who else? Hmm. I can't really think of anyone else other than that. You don't remember my man Latrell Sprewell? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Latrell. <laughs> I do remember him, yeah. And then they, uh-huh. had, Trent, they had Trenton Hassel starting at small forward. Yep, yep. That was a weird Latrell team. Free well, yeah. That was a weird team. They like to be honest with you, that team losing to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, disappointing as hell for them. They I, I feel I feel like they were better than them. KG, man, he was a force. KG was something different. I I knew KG was something different, like when he was in Boston and he just straight yeah. up called Char- he just straight up called Charlie Villanueva a cancer patient. He was a force. I was like, wow. This guy this guy does not care. He's a straight savage. And he's a bucket. He like, I mean, would you but uh, you know what? We're gonna end it off with this one. I got I got a real question for you, Cam. Who are you starting your franchise with? Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, or Tim Duncan? The age old power forward question. Oh man. See, with me, it's like I always have to look look at what kind of style I want to play with. That's a solid. That's solid. That's a solid prerequisite. Um, because it's not it's not about like who's best to me. It's like who's gonna fit the most for my style. Fair enough. I would take either KG or Tim, and then out of those two, probably take KG because I want to be a, I want to be able to get up and down. That's solid, but I'm taking Tim. Just for the simple fact that – was it KG who came out and, and said um, Tim had that really weird trash talk? Yeah, yep. <laughs> when, when he would look at him and be like, hey, nice try. Or, all right, man, next time you got it. <laughs> you, you couldn't right. mess with him. And like, and like, I like that. Like, like I, right. I, I, can rock with, I can rock with a guy who can't be messed with. I like that. See, Dirk, though – I was always, when I was growing up, I was always of the opinion that it was not impossible to build around Dirk, but Dirk needed significantly more help. That is and, that, that, that is a fair point. I mean, if you look at the differences between 2006 and then 2011. He I never mean, got that help until the championship. It, exactly. Like, he never had it until then. So, I mean, it's yeah. definitely a fair, fair point. I mean, I got to say, though, I think the 2011 Mavericks run was the definition of lightning in the bottle. 
Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those are a bunch of veterans that were like right at the end of the road and they had just a little bit left to give and they gave it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They they, they emptied the tank. Good for them. You got your title, but that wasn't sustainable. Yeah. And I feel it. And I feel like everybody was coming at Mark Cuban for recognizing that. Because I think Cuban was the one who, who like, sent J.J. Barea, let him go. And, and he let a couple other guys go after 2011. And people were kind of getting up, getting on him for it. And it was like, it wasn't sustainable. Yeah, you got your all. title, but you move on. Dirk was, Dirk was nearing the end of the prime. And, yeah, yeah like, because if this was – if it was like late, if it was like, yeah, like 06, like you mentioned, or like around 2007, 2008, like Dirk could have had at least maybe one more, maybe two more titles had he had some better teams. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same with, same with Steve that. Nash. Same with Steve Nash. I but, can agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But Steve Yo. Nash, you could argue though. That that style was just way too ahead of the time, and it just didn't work. Yeah, I mean Steve Steve Nash. I mean the, the seven seconds or less sons. I I, I will I will say this: they were definitely ahead of their time, way ahead but, of their time. But like, as as you mentioned, that there there's no way that that was sustainable. You know, like like for that time. Considering all the injuries to Amari Stoudemire, yeah, and, uh, and then once they traded Sean Marion for uh, for Shaq, I was like, yeah, no way, no way. Like, yeah. like that was the end of it. All right, so that's about all the time we have for for this very initial quarantine podcast. We hope we hope to uh, we hope to kind of keep keep this going. Um, in you, you know, like, and, and try to update this as much as we can. Uh, you can follow Cam on uh, on Twitter, and, and, and what's what's yours, Cam? Oh, at Cameron Fields underscore. You can follow. You can follow me at Kai underscore Carlin. You can also go ahead and check out SixersWire.com uh, for all of your Sixers news, and you can also check out uh, Cleveland.com over there for Cam for Cam's work as well. And Cam also writes yep. for our site too. So. Yep. So with that said, we're done. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this and we'll talk to you next time.